Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales, her real life Mr. Sigmund serial data, and serial sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo woo. Heather McDonald. Juicy Scoop. Hello, and welcome to Juicy Scoop. Guys, don't miss out on my live Juicy Scoop Experience show that is coming to Sacramento, September 29th, and San Francisco, September 30th. All tickets are at heathermcdonald.net. That is where you go to join Patreon. I have some new merch coming, some discounts available. It all is going to be there on my website at heathermcdonald.net. Drew Barrymore, the show is now back on hold. She has decided not to bring the Drew Barrymore show back and be a quote-unquote scab and break the picket lines. Now, what was interesting over the weekend is, you know, Guy Branham, who was on my show Thursday, he explained it very well, why it was important. A lot of people that aren't in the business don't know, and even people who are in the business didn't really understand, why was it wrong for her to do it? How did these other shows do it and not get the criticism? Um, And he explained it really well. Um, So go back to that show if you want to hear just a really intelligent way of explaining it. But she was getting a lot of criticism from myself and Guy Branham as well. And it's hard, you know, uh, Ross Matthews is her co-host or on a lot with her. He's a friend of mine. But I didn't think it was a good idea that the show went back. And I didn't think she was somebody that needed it. You know, she has Garnier hair and she has furniture and she has, you know, um, these really cute like toaster ovens and air fryers and stuff that you could buy in the Drew Barrymore kitchen line at Walmart. Like this isn't her only stream of income. She isn't this, you know, single mother that has to do the show. And then of course, but what about my, the rest of the people that work on the show, but the, it's about the bigger picture. The bigger picture will be good if we can just hold off, get this strike resolved and everybody can go back to work. And it wasn't looking good for her, but then 
she went and did that apology, not apology video over the weekend in which she then pulled. Not a lot of makeup. She found a part of her house that looked very subtle, much like Ashton and Kutch, Ashton, Ashton Mila did. They did it against a wood, like a plain wood wall when they talked about their thing, which I'm going to get to in a second. So you always pick like kind of a sad background. Don't have a lot of makeup. But she had probably read so many comments and and was just like, no, I, I'm going to double down and say why I'm doing this. And she's like, and I've been through a lot. I've been through ups and downs. And this will just be another one of those times. Um, I haven't had an easy life. And it wasn't a great speech. It was It wasn't like she was really explaining why she was doing it. She was trying to say, I'm... I'm getting all this shit and it sucks, but I, and she's like, but I've never, ever intended to hurt anyone. I don't think anybody really goes, you know what? I think this is going to hurt a lot of people and I'm pretty thrilled about it. I mean, most of the times when you hurt somebody, it really wasn't your intention, especially when it's something like this in entertainment. So the comments were awful. They're like, Drew, stop. This is wrong. You're not making it any better. And she kept saying, this is not a PR team. I don't have a bunch of people. So I don't know. Maybe she really just did this in her kitchen by herself with no help. And that's why it wasn't great. She took it down within, I don't know, a couple hours. And then yesterday announced, um, no, I, I heard the backlash. I am not going to go forward with the show, which is the right thing to do. So um, listen, I... I've been hit with a lot of criticism and and you want to defend yourself and you want to explain yourself and you're like, I'm just going to do a video. But the times that I've thought about doing it, thank God I didn't post it because I literally, I'm smart enough to realize how things can be picked apart. And also, I all I during what I was going through the last couple of weeks, I did do one where I was like, this isn't true. And let me explain this, this, and this. And I did it. And I had this hat on because I had no makeup on. And I had this hat on and these glasses. <laughs> and thank God I recorded it and just held it for a second. And then I imagined all the funny um, creators that I probably, you know, that I follow and that I'd probably see mocking the apology video, wearing a similar hat and being like, woohoo, and saying, oh, now she's, you know, spiraling. Now she's losing it. So, it's interesting because I think a couple years ago, the way to, to do it was to immediately get out that apology video with just very minimal makeup, like just maybe just like a, um, a tinted moisturizer and like a gray T-shirt. And now I feel like people are, you know, are able to see that, too. And that can be a mistake as well, which I'm going to get into. So good for her. Hopefully this will end soon and the show will be back. And, um, you know, there we go. Bethany Frankel, okay? She got herself in a pickle as well. Um, this is the Zen Blonde brought up a really great point. Let me tell you what happened with Bethany Frankel. As you know, Bethany Frankel in the last couple of years has done these beauty reviews. So she shows up at TJ Maxx and films herself being like, 
So I'm at TJ Maxx, and you know what? There's this really nice woman. She's my friend. She always um, compliments me on all the makeup that I um, buy here. But, you know, sometimes I just use like a little bit of it. Like I just use some of the gloss or some of the makeup. And then I'm like, you know what? I really don't want this color. I really don't want this color. But this color might work on someone with, you know, different skin color than mine or whatever. And they probably can't afford it because, you know, they just, um, they work at TJ Maxx. I don't know. So um, what I do is I go... And I make get a big bag like this. And then I go to my friend who works here at TJ Maxx. And she's got the camera. And she's walking through. And she's like, hi. There's my friend. There's my friend. What's your name? And the woman's like, Consuela. Hello. And she's like, yeah, Consuelo. Hi. Um, look, uh, I don't want any of this makeup that I bought here. But I know that you were, like, envious when you were um, ringing me up. So I want to give this to you. And then... The woman is like, oh, I can't, I can't take things. That's like a bribe. I work for a big corporation. And she's like, what? No, you, you should be able to take it. You should be able to take it. I will talk to them. I'm Bethany Frankel. I'm the number one housewife that ever lived. I'm the greatest. I'm, the, I'm doing the, I'm helping people all over the world with Be Strong. I'm, I'm doing what it takes. I'm, I'm doing reality reckoning. I am exposing the fact that Bravo has completely exploited people by putting cameras in their faces. Do you understand? Do you understand? I can get you, to, I can make it okay that you can take this bag of used makeup that I don't want. I'm going to make sure you can take it right now. You can take it. I know I, I know they'll listen to me. Okay. She posts that. And, uh, and I think the first girl that I saw was like, let me tell you why this is wrong. A, she didn't know the woman's name. Um, and the biggest thing I have problem with, and I've talked about it, I talked about it with Brandy and Julie, I don't like when people do acts of kindness and shove a camera in someone's face and kind of exposes that you probably need this act of kindness because you're not living as well as I am. I don't know why you can't just do the act of kindness and maybe talk about it after and say, hey, you know what I did today? And it was fucking awesome. I went to Walmart and I said, hey, what's on layaway right now? Oh, we've got th three things from this woman on layaway. You know what? I'm going to pay that off. Will you please let her know that I paid off her layaway? I don't know who she is. Whatever. We don't show the woman. That's a cool thing that people can do. Imagine how great that woman will feel when she comes in and she thinks she owes $80 and it's been paid off or whatever. There's things that you could do that you don't have to shove a camera in someone's face, but that's not how she works. So she got a lot of criticism for that. And then she doubled down and did another interview. Uh, not, not another interview. She did another video where she's like, oh, so apparently I'm getting canceled because people don't want a bag of perfectly good makeup. You know, I get a bunch of free makeup and I get a bunch of different shades and I don't need three concealers. I only need one concealer in my shade. So you know what I do? I make like real, I, I separate them. So like each person gets like a concealer, a, a, like a really great moisturizer. And I just, get, and I give them out to people that I film. And apparently that makes me look like, you know, like I'm the white savior or something. I don't, I don't really get it. I don't know why I'm doing it. She still doesn't get it. And in one of the comments, someone said, why would you think that someone working at TJ Maxx would even want used makeup that's open and not in their packages and stuff? And she's like, she, Bethany wrote, because she works at TJ Maxx. Again, you don't know anyone's situation. You don't know if someone is doing that so they can get out of the house as retired. Still, that doesn't mean they want your used makeup. Doesn't, and again, don't put it on camera. That's my biggest thing. Don't put it on camera. Um, I, I've said it over and over again. I don't like it when people do it with their kids. Um, I just saw a really interesting, um, I really saw a really interesting uh, 
TikTok of how this girl played two parts. And she's acting like she's like a, maybe a 16-year-old child. And somebody walks up to her and is like, oh, my God, I loved your family's vlog. I remember when your mom used to show you um, shitting in the corner because you were so scared, but you still had a diaper on. That was so cute. How's your brother? Did he ever recover from... Um, that skin issue that he had, he had eczema, right? And then what? What is uh, what is going on? I know that you got your period. Did you figure out how to use the tampon yet? Like, and the, and it's a it's a sketch. It's not real, but this is what is going to be happening to people that have exposed their kids like this. And I I really it's weird. And you know I we watch it, and I just think we've got to see how fucking wrong this is. Um, what we're doing to kids and what we're doing to people, unsuspecting people that work at places, not asking for their permission. And the one thing that the Zen Blonde said in this, she goes, not the queen of reality reckoning, meaning Bethany, filming innocent retail employees without their consent. The hypocrisy of her trying to do this movement of reality reckoning saying, my God, look at how these people have been abused by Bravo. You know, they these people sign up for the reality show. They've seen the reality show. They sign contracts. They can have lawyers look at contracts. Yes. Do they sometimes look like an asshole when they drink and dance, you know, to dance to the Trace Amigas or whatever, or get mad at somebody or slip and fall? Yeah, that happens. But they're not just working their retail job and you then show them on one point to your 1.5 million followers. So, um, and you still don't get it. So this makeup, I am not giving to anyone. It's in this bag because it is stuff I don't like. But then I think, well, I might want it. So it's in another drawer. Put this like a badge. just like, hi. Just like a dirty makeup brush. Like it is insane. So not a great day for her. Let's talk about sister wives. Okay. So it's so I've been watching it. You know I love it. This is about Cody and his four wives. And I just want to talk about a couple things. Mary is hopefully now leaving too. Right now he's stuck with just Robin or Robin's stuck with just him. But one of the things that's crazy is how awful, I've said before, they've been on this show for 17 years. And Janelle, wife number two, is now living in a really tiny average apartment that's jam-packed with stuff. And Christine, who also left, what's nice is they have a really nice friendship and all their kids get along. And they're kind of like, they're like breaking off to their own like family, which is really nice. But anyway, they're talking there and she, Janelle is just saying like, I have, you know, financially I got fucked because they took all the money and Robin bought a house. So now Robin, who's the only legal wife, owns the house with Cody and Janelle is renting and I guess just living off of the money she gets from sister wives. And who knows how much longer that's going to go on, though I hope it never ends. Because once they're really not a family, even though we suspected they were unhappy all this time, now we're, you know, what are we going to be watching? What's interesting is they talk about when we went public, that their family was so much better when the kids were all little and they all raised the kids together because it takes a village. I think they really liked having the extra help of all the other moms and doing these things together and the kids all playing and bonding together. And that was all before they went on camera on TLZ, TLC and how since then, you know, it, the cracks in the relationship and just growing up and people moving on and him just spending so much more time with Robin. 
And Robin's like, look, I guess he spent more time at my house. But and then he's like, yeah, I spent more time at Robin's house because she had an office for me and she had a place for me to park my car in the garage. And the other girls didn't really make move for room for him. And I'm like, oh, my God. If so, if you're a sister wife, the way if you really want him around more. All you have to do is like get the softest couch, get him a lazy boy, make sure that his food is there. You probably have to be the best cook and you have to have like the nicest bed or, you know, the quietest room. Maybe you get the blackout blinds. Like you make it that his, that's where he wants to sleep the most. And if you don't want him coming around, but you still like hanging out with your sister wife, then yeah, get like, don't have very uncomfortable furniture, have like the shittiest TV, have the like the crappiest food, never good food. Like, I just thought that would be, I mean, I don't think anything this even has to do with being good in the sack or not. It's just like, who had the nicest home and who made it most pleasant for when I got there? Um, So I thought that was interesting. And I always think it's really weird that they're always filming outside. For a while, it was because of COVID. Now I think it's because, then I thought it was because the girls are hoarders and they don't want, especially Robin, to show all their crap in the house. Now I think they do it outside because the cameramen are like, we just don't want to set up lights. We don't want to set up lights. We don't want to clear an area. Let's just, hey, let's just park it outside. I'll wear a parka, parka and let's just film these two women bitching about Cody and how weird he is and how neither of them really want to be around him anyway. So um, there you go with that. Ashton Kutcher, a little catch up on Ashton Kutcher. He has, um, you know, as you know, he did the letters with Mila supporting Danny Masterson before he went to prison, hoping to give a more lenient sentence. Got a lot of criticism for that. And then, um, but now he has stepped down from his role at this um he is stepping down from the positions on Thorn, which is an anti-child sex abuse organization that he started with his ex-wife, Demi Moore, back in 2012. He stepped down from it. He said, um, victims of sexual abuse have been historically silenced. And the character statement I submitted is yet another painful instance of questioning victims who are brave enough to share their experiences. So he spent a couple days. He regretted writing the letter. He regretted doing the video, trying to look like he was poor and sad. And um, that's why people and myself, they should take my advice, should think about just saying yes when someone requests that, that they make a statement or do a video about something that they don't have full knowledge of. Being a public figure, you sometimes want to say, you know what, I don't know enough about that. Let me spend more time looking on in the meantime is there another way I could help you could I maybe promote your telethon or whatever but I'm just not comfortable doing that video there's things you can do for people um so I he stepped down from that which is unfortunate because I he probably was doing good work for it but it's probably the right thing that he steps down and um other of uh, sponsorships that he has they have stayed silent so we don't know if he's going to lose anything on that we'll see um the other question is will Scientology um, get rid of D Danny Masterson. Will they expel him from it? I don't know. I mean, he's probably not a lot of use to them when he goes and does 30 years in prison. So probably they will. Now they'll do the PR movement. Oh, the PR statement. Oh, now we, we just don't want anything to do with Danny Masterson. Even though they were the one that 
were such a big part of this case and silencing the victims. But watch, they'll be like, no, we want nothing to do with him now, now that he's in prison. Just like Jen Shaw, no one wants anything to do with Jen Shaw when she can't give them good TV, when they when she can't invite them to a fancy dinner in Vegas. Do you think they're visiting her in prison? No, they're not. But she's hanging out with Elizabeth Holmes, so that's okay. Um, Russell Brand came out the night before this explosive article came out about how he has sexually assaulted over four women, three of which are remaining anonymous. But the night before it came out, he did a statement to his millions of followers saying like, this isn't true. And I think they're coming after me because I'm such a trailblazer in what I discuss. And this is like, you know, just to silence me. So a lot of people are talking about that first and they're like, but wait, where is this? So now we know more about the women that have come forward. And it's, it's a really, really disturbing story. As you know, he was married to Katy Perry for a few years. And there's and we never knew why they got divorced, but they did get divorced after 14 months. And Katy did say in an interview that now people are kind of exploring. She did say back in 2013, she did an interview with Vogue. And she said um, about her marriage that he that she had a controlling ex-husband and it was a really hurtful marriage. And she also said that she found out the truth about the comedian and that's why she left. But she never said what the truth was. So people wonder, had she heard about these things? Because now we're finding out that uh, Russell Brand's TV execs on a show he had allegedly considered removing any female staffers so that they wouldn't be assaulted by him. This is from the New York Post. So in this investigation that has been going on, um, he's been accused of rape and sexual abuse between 2006 and 2013. The claims were part of a joint investigation by the Times of London and Channel 4 dispatches, and Brand has denied these allegations. But all of this is coming up. One of the victims was only 16 at the time, which is legal consent, I guess, in England. But he was 31, and he called her the child. And then there's text messages uh, from one of the assault victims named Nadia in which um, he was like, oh, call, wrote her at 3 in the 3.30 in the morning, definitely referring to what went on and saying that was horrible of me and it was selfish. She says she was assaulted, and so that does kind of make a lot of sense that then he would send that text and say that. So it's all um, very bad for him, but um, excellent that these women are brave enough to come out and we'll see what happens with that. Um, last story before I bring out our guest, Hugh Jackman and his wife have broken up after 27 years of marriage. People are always very surprised when a couple that's been married that long get divorced, but it happens. Kyle and Mauricio are somewhat, I guess, are separated. We talk more about that in the interview. But, you know, whether it's seven years or 27 years, people live long and sometimes they don't want to live with you. All right. Now, you guys, for my very uh, fun interview, we get into it. Lots of fun gossip with Zach Peter. I have a fun guest who's very knowledgeable in the housewife and pop culture world. Please welcome for the first time, Zach Peter from No Filter with Zach Peter. Hello. Good to see you again. Good to see you, Heather. Thank you for having me. And you reminded me of how we originally met yeah. so long ago. 
Yeah, I used to uh, work for Jenny, McCa- Jenny McCarthy's foundation, helping kids with autism. You obviously did a lot of different fundraising events for us. I know you and Josh Wolf, the whole crew, used to come out and do comedy shows yes. to raise money for for Jenny's foundation. So we had met years ago. I mean, like I, I think it was a like San Francisco ago. event. Yeah, San Francisco. Those went the Laugh Factory. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm. You know, I I don't think I put all that together, but I always knew that you looked familiar and everything. And then when you put it together, now I see you at the event yeah. from 10 years ago. But obviously, you do great work in this field, this field, <laughs> as if we're like in a medical profession. And let's get into it, because you just came from Erica Jane's show, which is at the Hard Rock. Where is it at? House of Blues. House of Blues. House of Blues. Did you go opening night? I went uh, opening night and Friday and Saturday. And give us the scoop. I mean, I I know everyone's shading it. I know Sutton threw a little shade too, but like I thought the show was great. I, we had such a blast. So we went Friday night, which was press night. So I brought a couple of my boys out. We did a whole Vegas trip. Good. Um, and so we did Friday night, which was just, you know, we came to see the show and then um, I got a table for Saturday night because I wanted to come and support. But I mean, the show was good. She did, you know, she did her material girl coming on out and then she did a lot of her um, hits. hits. It's expensive really- to be me. Um, and her new lip gloss song. Have you heard lip gloss? No. Or drip drop. It's oh. Drip, drip drop. You have to listen to it. It's a bop. Okay. It's, it's the and new And how many dancers, how many How many people are in the show total approximately? She has these three like really hot dudes that okay. are kind of like the main attraction outside of her. Like women will love it and gay men will love it because the men are like out there grinding on the stripper pole with her. Okay. So, and then she has a couple of other dancers that are in her, in and out throughout the show. And how long is the show? Um, it's about two hours, oh, and she actually sings in a lot of it. Okay. I don't know if she sings throughout the whole thing, but you, she does some you acapella. You mean you don't think it's just the singing over it while she's dancing? Because I, I think there, I think thing, it might be a little bit of both, but there should... are some moments where she really does sing in her actual voice. Because I mean, listen. I've come out to do stand-up and I've moved around a little to a dance and I'm like fucking out of breath for the first five yeah. minutes of a joke. So like I never understood how people expected, you know, major stars to be like dropping it hot yeah. and everything and coming up and still being able to belt. So I know a lot of stars when they perform and dance are singing like along with the track yeah, or whatever. Um, but that's, that's cool. So now I think the only... Now, how much weight do you think she's lost? Oh, my God. I mean, at least, like, 20 pounds. She's tiny. But, I mean, seeing her on stage with her body looking so banging, being, what, she's now 50? Like, that is insane that she is just, like, out there dancing and she's in her skimpy little outfits. Like, you know, I think at one point we may have gotten a little cooch. Like, she was just out there, like, fully patting the puss. And as a a gay man, I was, like, a little turning on the other side. I was like, I, I don't know, Erica, meet me backstage. <laughs> I think um, Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now. All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, I've interviewed her. I know her whole life story very well. And how she started doing this was that she was bored being the rich wife and shopping. And she got a postcard to go to this other colleague of his of Tom's wife's cabaret show yeah and the and it was by a musical director of somebody she knew back in the day when she was performing so she like got in touch with him and he's like we can do the same thing for you and that's when she was you know having fun and doing this I'm sure it wasn't profitable we know it cost a lot from the Amex bills and stuff to have this career then she got on Housewives and I was when the scandals happened with her husband I was like Will the gays and people ever come in droves and cheer her on because she had this the stink on her? Was she involved? Did she know? Now I feel more and more people are like, um, and I never really knew for sure. I just always sort of explored it. You know, chances are she was the wife that was told spend carte blanche. Yeah, she did. They, at, for the last 10 years, they probably weren't boning. Yeah. She knew he had mistresses. People knew he had mistresses. People he had lunch with at the yeah. at the Morton's or whatever it was. All this stuff. And um, so I really, I applaud, I like, I, I applaud her yeah. for putting this together and going for it. And the fact that the tickets are inexpensive... Welcome to well, selling tickets, people. Not only it is that, not easy. But the tickets that people are talking about are standing room tickets. They're not like the tables or the right. seats at the house. It's literally to just stand, to get into the door and stand by the bar, which the venue is going to want to bring people in because they're going to buy from the bar but, and they're going to buy food. And, and like, I say, and I was like, that's great. Great for you. Yeah. If you're curious and you're in Vegas and you guys are having a bachelorette party and you don't have tickets to go to anything else how great that you can go for seven bucks who the fuck cares yeah i do wonder though when she was doing it because being someone that you know i travel and i perform and have for a long time and you know you do get strategic about where to go and how big of a venue and how many nights you can do because you want it to sell out and everything um in my opinion i do think this might have been too many nights too close to BravoCon. yeah in the same city and also I think it also goes to show that as big as we think the Bravo con world is, nobody is going to see Erica Jane that isn't familiar with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like no one's sitting in their hotel room looking at one of those magazines and being like, oh, there's a tiger show or, oh, let's see, you know, this magician just because we feel like seeing a magician or Barry Manilow or whatever. The only people going to that, otherwise they'll go to a more traditional like Vegas show. Yeah. I will say, I was surprised that it was as full as it was opening weekend considering Beyonce was performing across the street. So we had a lot of the the Beyonce audience there. I mean, from what I've seen, the room is still consistently full. Yeah. Um, 
I think like the the tickets that everybody was talking about were like for the tickets in like December though. Yeah. So I mean, I, people I are always looking for something, but like yeah. you know, um, she's always been nice to me. Yeah. And whatever Listen, happens. And at the beginning, I felt like when the stuff came out about the sham divorce, like I was never like an Erica Stan. Yeah. I was like, okay, maybe that like this does look a little fishy. Like, what is this? And then once you actually, you know, put on your thinking cap and do a little critical thinking, you're like, okay, she's trophy wife number three. Like, how much is Tom Girardi coming home? And while they're out eating it, you know, having their steak dinner, he's like, yeah, babe, this is paid for by the orphans and widows. Like, yeah. he's just not disclosing any of that information. Like, I think the the longer they were married, the more their relationship kind of started to sever and we did see how when she would try to get involved in the conversation there's on him being like that dick that's like let me finish erica you know so like i believe when she was like what's up with all these uh lawsuits tab he'd be like erica stay out of it it's all fine it was just you know like that's why i think she was like all right like well i don't want to read a bunch of papers either like and why would you ask questions he's a powerful lawyer in los angeles right and also when she always said why would I have a prenup? He's going to destroy me anyway yeah. if I ever try to leave. Yeah. Like, she knew that. Yeah. She knew that she was sleeping with the devil. Yeah. And that's why she wanted to have this whole other life with her gay dancers and fun because she was done being the born chick yeah. shopping and going in Europe. And she was like, go take your mistress. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to, like, hop on the penguin. I don't yeah. care. She's over it. Um. Okay, so let's talk about the um, competency hearing. So he had his competency hearing, and this has been so juicy. So just to update you guys, his defense basically is his people are like, he's not competent. He has Alzheimer's, dementia, all this stuff from a combination of just being old, but also when, you know, he got in the car accident in the snow or whatever that story was. (laughs) Um, But there's moments where he seems very... Um, competent, one being that he can sit there for eight hours and not get tired or not fall asleep or not get agitated like maybe someone that is struggling with competency. And the other part was the fuck you. Who did he say fuck you to? To the prosecutor. I think, but I think he said it like subtly and then the prosecution was like, your honor, we would like the record to reflect that he just said fuck you to me. And then everybody in court like was like, whoa, because I don't think he blurted it out. I think it was like a, you know, a little jab that he was trying to throw on yeah. the table. And it does seem like, um, you know, the way he was showing up in court with like the disheveled sweater with and the, the slippers. food on He was wearing it and slippers. Sc- like, and sc- like they didn't take his his clothes. No. You know? and I even, or even if they did, go to TJ Maxx and buy him a fitted blazer. Like, come on. But even if he was losing it. He has he, somebody that's taking care of him. I think, but yes, but even if he was losing it and they were like, Tom, you know, because I have friends and I know people in, in my life too that started to lose it as they age. And you could say like, um, Mr. Gardner, we're going to court today. Yeah. And he'd be like, get me my best gray suit. Like yeah. even if he was out of it, he wouldn't be in this scruffy thing. But does it behoove Erica, and I don't know the answer to that, so let me get your opinion, for him to be incompetent or to be competent and lying about being incompetent. I think it's easier for to for her to believe that he's incompetent because if he's not truly incompetent and he's playing everybody, then he's playing her as well and I think the deception and the betrayal is a lot deeper. So I think it's easier to just believe he really has Alzheimer's, he really has dementia, he's really lost it and he doesn't remember what he did to me and that's why he's able to keep up. But legally 
I think it's better that he's lying about being incompetent For because her. yes, because then it's like <laughs> he, he no one should believe yeah. anything he said yeah. at all, including myself. Yeah. I was just another thing that he collected. Yeah. And I was just another thing to make himself look good. Yeah. And I um yeah, that's what I think. I agree with it from the legal perspective, but I think people also forget that like she was still married to yes. him and she he did kind of save her and give her a life that she didn't have prior that I think there's this weird like maybe it's trauma bonding or something, but I think there is like a weird love that she does still have oh, for yeah, him like that I don't even think she can go to that place because I feel like the betrayal like think about it your whole life was spent on the backs of orphans and widows I mean obviously there are many other you know victims and cases involved but it's just like when that's what your life has become is like I had this entire career and you know now I'm attached to this whole embezzlement scandal like it's awful you know to what even I, think about you know what I predicted that did not come true which says something about the ladies of Beverly Hills mm. in a good way is I when I interviewed her I was surprised that she didn't uh, that, that her child was being raised by the dad on the East Coast. Now, the proof is in the pudding. They have a wonderful relationship today. Right. And also, I I wouldn't like it if she was criticized for that because that's very unfair to women and the standards of people and women. Right. And obviously, the, the son turned out wonderful. You know, like he's a cop. He's got a great relationship with both parents, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But I was always like, <clears throat> as awful as <laughs> housewives can be, if she before this was going to get her bad you know cut edit i thought for sure there'd be a moment maybe if you know who it would have come from is if she'd crossed lisa renna but her and lisa renna were always close but if, it, if she would have crossed lisa renna i believe that's something lisa renna would have dropped subtly like yeah. oh well you know when you're not raising when you aren't raising your kids or something like that but i'm glad that they never did yeah and i think what happened was she did get with Tom Girardi, and she was a good enough mother to know that, like, the dad, he's doing great there. But we also have the money that I can visit him as much as I want. Mm -hmm. He can come out here as much as he wants. Tom was, And I think Tom was also like, hey, I'm not going to Little League games. Yeah. I'm not going to play daddy <laughs> yeah. to your kid. But, like, he can have go to the best yeah. schools, whatever. Here's the Amex. Yeah, but that was one thing, do. like. That she has sort of kept private, which she should. Why not? Who cares? Yeah. 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 I think she wants to protect her son as much as possible, yeah. which I understand. Um, I also don't don't think he cares to be involved in it. Like he's a yes. he's doing he's like, my mom can go pat the puss. Like, I'm good. I'm I'll be proud yeah, of he's her like from 30 over here. Yeah. by now. Yeah. Um, okay, dancing with the stars. Speaking of Pat the Puss. So we know we have Mauricio. Mm -hmm. he, did you see he has new teeth? Yes. He's another one bites. New teeth, new another abs. one bites yep. the dust. No pun intended. Mm. Um, looking trim and, and everything, feeling thirsty. Yeah, and I'm sure the now, mistress is happy. According what? I said I'm sure his mistress is happy. <laughs> Tell him what now. What do you know about all the rumors? And what have you heard about the years of him? I've heard things of all persuasion. Yeah. Um, and all types along the spectrum of sexuality um enjoying mr mauricio listen i think he's you know a very primal man yes very primal man and that loves what primal men love you know and he indulges in whatever floats the boat for the night okay so we are <laughs> okay so 
Meanwhile, while he's twirling around in the dance studio with his um, dancing partner, which oftentimes that sparks romance. Yeah. Because your bodies are close. You're spending eight hours together. You're, you're, you're so close trying to win. You have emotions. Your feet hurt. Yeah. And you're... And you, our bodies have never been trimmer and more hot. So a lot of romances happen then. Um, you know, Brian Austin Green is with his dancing partner and they're married and have kids, whatever. So um, while he's twirling around, uh, Kyle Richards is twirling around in Paris with Morgan Wade. I'm going to make you love my filming the documentary that the whole world has been asking for for a decade unbeknownst to the fact that nobody even knew who Morgan Wade was up until, what, six, eight weeks ago? It's... So, But now we need to know about her life and what is it like to get up at 5 a.m. and uh, catch a flight to Paris and work on your music and get a new tattoo. And, I mean, I... Do you think that she's having... <laughs> this is a lesbian lover relationship? Are you convinced that, that they're... I have gone back and forth so many times. Yeah. I have thought yes. Then I thought she was dropping crumbs with the photos, you know, being that she's an experienced person. Kyle, she learned from yeah. her niece. She knows what she's doing to get knowing that the fans yeah. would be like, who making is this girl putting her on the lap and all that? Yeah, making the Catholic crowd. And I kind of was like, eh. Then when they broke up, I was like, maybe, maybe they are scissoring. Then when they were like, no, we're not really broken up. I was like, okay, this was for PR. Then I, I did project a long time ago. I'm like, I think she has a stake in this girl's music. Yeah. And, you know, she tried to be a producer before with the American woman. Mm. And unfortunately that didn't work though. I know a lot of people really liked the show, but it didn't, it didn't last. I mean, well, if American woman didn't last, Morgan Wade's not going to save her producing career. And Yeah. And I just think just like everybody else yeah. that all of a sudden has watched way too many documentaries since COVID. She was like, now I want to be that girl with a baseball hat and the document documentarian. And I think she has such an interesting story that's going to involve, you know, I think there was a cancer situation. Like there's lots of things that they bond together and I think that was her goal and she got the funding for it. And and but I think she maybe doesn't want to totally now reveal that there's romance because people were critical of the May December romance, the age difference. Yeah. Um, I mean, but come on, though, as somebody that works in entertainment, would you ever be like, let me make a documentary about this woman's life? Like the interest in it, like it's so deep that it's like it's fucking weird. Like it's like and we're not talking about how weird I get it. We're not trying to out anybody. And yeah. Kyle has her own journey and whatever. If she wants to scissor Morgan, then let them be scissor sisters. Nobody's going to judge them for that. But like. It's weird. And I think I mean, I have lesbian friends and they want nothing to do with me sexually. <laughs> yeah. So I do think you could just like a guy a straight guy could have a gay friend. Like I do think it doesn't mean, you know, but that's a however, really hard and, situation. However, yeah. Andy and John Mayer, but um again, it can happen. But like I'm just I think she wants us to think it, whether it's happening or not. Mm. And I think it would be a wasted opportunity if it wasn't. It's like going to an all-you-can-eat buffet yeah. and not trying everything. Not trying the sushi. Yes. I think... <laughs> I think... So I think 
Kyle's never, as we saw from um, the the psychic on Beverly Hills back at the dinner from hell. I don't think Kyle was ever emotionally fulfilled by Mauricio. I think that they kind of were just partners and that, you know, obviously there was the sexual chemistry, but I don't think the relationship ever went deep because we've never really seen the relationship deep on Beverly Hills throughout all these seasons. We've never seen them have conflicts or fight or, you know, we've never seen I the relationship. I think they played it really well. And it was one of the things that I always said. I always said, you know, for someone who has a family and a husband, Kyle really comes off great and unscathed in it. Yeah. And then people started to notice in the last couple of years, you know, she doesn't put herself out there. She's always yeah. the one that's kind of like, not necessarily stirring the pot, but acting like she cares about other people. But yeah. also then people started to see it and she started to get a, lose a little bit of popularity in things. And I think that, um, I think they had a great marriage and growing together and building this together and I think that they d had a sexual fun relationship yeah. too um but you know her mom the Kathy Hilton big uh, Kathy not Kathy Hilton Kathy Richards the big Kathy you know always taught the girls like when I interviewed when I interviewed Kyle she was like my mom taught me that you know you make that the home the nicest place your husband has been all day. So even if you can't cook, you like put some garlic in a pan with some butter yeah. and you get takeout and you put it in beautiful dishes and you light the candles and you have a martini waiting yeah. and like that kind of thing. And I think she was a really great um, wife and homemaker and, and mom. But yeah, you get to a place and, you know, she's such a big star in her own right. Now the girls are doing great with him on the thing. Yeah. And I don't know if they'll actually get divorced because there's so much to actually split up and I think they're always going to remain a family yeah and I think a lot of people now um fortunately when they get divorced when the kids are older they can remain a family they can be yeah. at that one-year-old grandchild's first birthday together and they don't care if they can it's a beautiful thing yeah because they just don't want to be married anymore and I think the fact that he's like oh Morgan's great she's great whether yeah he's jerking whether, off to her he yeah, thinks it's like, hot like, I don't he's think enjoying I just this. don't think he cares. No. I don't think he cares because I don't think the love was that kind of love that would be that jealousy. Yeah. yeah. I think it was, it was just like. It was always very surface. It was always very sexual. It was never, never very deep, which is why I think now that she's gone sober. And I think now she's going through some sort of identity True, crisis. which is great. She yeah. sees Beverly Hills ending for her. She's not going to do this for another and five she's years. Smart. Yeah. And she knows that, like, that's not going to be there forever. The kids are all grown. Mauricio's off doing the agency. And he has his reality show that I think she's trying to figure out what the next chapter of her life is going to be. And I think she happened to find Morgan Wade. And they have a really deep emotional connection that she's never had with Mauricio. So I don't think that they're really scissoring. But I do do think that there is a really deep emotional bond. My fear, though, is that Morgan Wade might be catching feelings because this is a tale as old as time within the gay community. With lesbians. You have your straight friend, you, you know, you're gay, and okay. then you kind of develop feelings for your straight friend, and they're not going to develop feelings for you because they're very much straight, but there is just this deep connection, and then it does get a little confusing, and then somebody gets hurt in the end. So I think that Kyle's maybe playing with fire. Let me ask you something. With gay men... I I know a lot of gay men where sometimes the gay the two gay best friends have never hooked up. Yeah. Sometimes they have, and I find there's a lot of um, gay couples that surprisingly, unlike heterosexual couples, are able to then continue to be friends. Yeah. Okay, men, gay yeah. men. Now lesbians, we hear that you know it's the joke of they meet the next date is the U-Haul, yeah. and and then when they break up. It's you really are dealing with two women and the emotions are double. Yeah. And they and the emotions for men are then double less emotion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why why you really can't compare 
lesbians, gays, yeah. or hetero relationships. In general, you can't compare some things. You yeah, can't yeah, compare. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So who like who knows? I would hope that whether it was romantic or not, it'd be really great that they if they could remain friends. And yeah. she's done a lot for Morgan's career. Nobody knew of Nobody her. Nobody knew Morgan and, before And this. if this can yeah. get her in a different position of media power and being an executive as she enters her mid fifties and like yeah. can help other younger artists, then I think that's a really cool career shift away from, you know, being in a shiny dress, yeah. talking shit about someone's table napkins yeah. at their party. It's you know, very generous of, of Kyle's power and the interest in Morgan Wade. Yeah. But <laughs> I get, I like where we're going with that. Okay. Um, Ra uh, Raquel is now officially Rachel, according to her, Instagram, this is, you know, from Scandaval, from Vanderpump Rules. Tom Sandoval was blocked, and he said some shady things since he's been interviewed about her blocking him. He wished her a happy birthday yeah. on Instagram. She uh, took a photo of that and then put on her stories that he has now been blocked. And he said, according to By Wig Hello Drama, a great Instagram account yeah. that I talk about a lot, um, quote, when somebody said she blocked me, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Maybe her parents are going to dock her allowance this week or something. But to post that on her story is pretty childish. Yeah. He really said that. Yeah. He also called that her is thirsty so... and immature for doing that. That is so not surprising, but so rude. I guess nobody is going to come above having any respect for anybody in this because they're yeah. all thirsty. They're all childish. They all are using each other for content and and sweatshirts and everything. And I understand that's the world we all live in. Yeah. I'm a part of it as well. But um, he really isn't too bright because he could have no. said so many things that could have made him look better. Better in this, yeah. Like he, he, he could have been like, hey, I totally understand. And it's probably for the best. Yeah. Maybe one day we could be friends. Probably not. But like, you know what? Good for her. I she's, get it. She, I understand it. I respect her needing to take some space. She's going to do something else with her life. I predict she's going to get into the um, wellness yeah. uh, lifestyle. She's going to do Fit Timmy T on Instagram. Make, But also just like doing something like flower arranging. Um, this is a great way to, you know, make your couch go from summer to fall with just a few throw pillows and here's <laughs> a charcuterie a board too. like that kind of, I think yeah. she's going to try to go towards that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I remember what I, what I wanted her to do. And I remember I said this to Lala and she wasn't watching the show and she didn't listen is when she broke up with, with, um, James, I was like, she needs to leave the show. Yeah. And she needs to go join who I call the Cupcake Girls. The Cupcake Girls are these girls that are friends with Gretchen Rossi that are all over her Instagram mm. that for some reason OC have never been able to cast. I don't know if they're too nice, too normal, too rich. The husbands don't let them. I don't know. But they're these tiny size zero girls that do these huge elaborate birthday parties for each other about two a month. And it's like everyone wear Tiffany blue. Yeah. And then they have a five course meal that no one eats. And I just look at the photos yeah. and I just want to eat. A cupcake okay i said why doesn't she go and marry a rich guy and become a cupcake girl 
and be friends with those girls. She missed the window now. Yeah, now thought, they'll never have her. No, I thought once she broke up with, like, once the we saw her sail off into her little, you know, at the end of last season's reunion, I thought that was the last we were ever going to see of Raquel. And then she comes back in just, like, really coming after Katie and Schwartz and, like, trying to pick. And she can't, like, come on. Raquel and Katie, think, that fight was, like, so sad. Do you think... And then we'll move on. Do you think they were seeing each other before the seven months that um, we were heard? About? I think that there was probably like flirting and a little touching, but yeah. I don't think they went all the way just yet. I agree. I think there was like a little bit of of a vibe before. But I mean, listen, she's happy now. She can be Bambi frolicking in the flowers like she is on yes. Instagram and live her best life, her cupcake Bambi life. Bambi-eyed bitch. Bambi-eyed bitch. Um, what do you think of New York Housewives, the, re- the new one? Are you enjoying it, liking it? What do you want to see happen? Bless her soul. Bless her heart. It's cute. Like, it's fine. Like, I don't get why everybody's overhyping it. Like, it's not that interesting. I'm not, like, looking forward to it every single week. I think it's cute. It's nothing compared to the original Roni. Nobody would have cared if we didn't call it Roni because we ca- we cared because we're like, what is the reboot going to be? But it's like, let's be honest. The original Roni was never supposed to be a show about, you know, true representation in New York. It was called Manhattan Moms, and it was about these, you know, affluent, kooky ladies that have a lot of money that... That, like, you know, are fighting to get their kids into private schools. Like, it was never supposed to be a relatable show. It was always kooky, wacky, out of touch. And we were meant to laugh at how ridiculous these women's lives were. I just said the same thing. I was talking to my girlfriend about it. who She's been watching it as long as I have. Yeah. She's not in this business. And she's like, I like them. They're nice. I go, yes, you know, they are relatable. But you know what? <laughs> like, who was that? There was that one influencer that, like, lost everything because she talked about being relatable and I'm not relatable. But, like, you're right. When Real Housewives of Beverly of New York started, it wasn't relatable. Yeah. Only the people that lived in New York on the Upper West Side could relate to them. Yeah. And us sitting at home, we were like, what's it like to live in a penthouse? Yeah. What's it like to go to Central Park and walk your dog? We were watching it. What's it like to get into the hardest private school? Yeah. Like, it wasn't relatable. These women are more relatable, and they are likable, and they, like, have nice personalities and stuff. But... Nobody is like even even Jenna, who has the money, I guess, the older yeah. one. Um, her apartment and her closet are like, wow, but it's not I know it's so expensive in New York, but to someone who's sitting at home in Texas, it's still not that, oh my God, yeah. look at this place. And like, so I'm kind of like, I think that's it. And they just don't have a history. So even when they're making each other laugh, which there was a fun scene last night where they're telling embarrassing stories. It's not the kind of laughing that would happen between a Sonia and yeah. Luann because they've known each other for 20 years and, they're ro- and you're rolling over peeing or when you have a good friend yeah. and all of a sudden you look, give them a look and you're dying and, you're, and your other friends that don't you, know you as well are like, why are you guys laughing so hard? And you're like, just, just, yeah. you know. Yeah. Th- because they, they were the cast. Well, they I were think, just cast. I think that's so. why like OC is doing better this season is because you have like Heather Dubrow, Shannon yeah. Bedore, Tamara, and they have a history together, yeah. you know, and we're invested in that history because you can feel that chemistry, whether they're getting along or not getting along. These women were all just cast on a show. They're all trying to get to know each other and like trying to like each other and also trying to like kind of create a little bit of drama. Like, right. But it's just it's not really. No, like the fights that have happened and and it shouldn't be about fights, but that's what the show is. It's about these women fight. Um, Aaron, you know, took Uba's phone for 45 minutes. I would freak out, too, if my phone was missing. I wouldn't think it was very funny. 
But, okay, so they're going to have a big fight about that. Um, but, like, what are they going to talk about at the reunion? There's nothing. There's nothing. Cheese and phones and... And and, and that Brie... Brie and Trey to hit on Abe. Like, come on. Once you actually watch... Once Aaron watches that scene, there's I no actually way she think can that, still... I think the biggest that. thing that you could take from this entire season is when Brynn said, pretend to choke on a penis when you're giving a blowjob <laughs> because that'll make the guy feel good. Like, my dick was so big. Yeah, that that's was, the trick, though. And I... I didn't know it, and I thought that was a great tip. Yeah, I mean, it can be I, five inches, and be like, and then he's gonna be like, "Oh my!" I'm gonna be like, "Oh, it's so big." I think if there's anything you could take away from this season, <laughs> that's it. That's about it. It wasn't how to make a wreath. No, that looks hideous. No, um, it wasn't about, um, you know, and Jenna, Jenna's thing. I do appreciate her honesty of like, I'm on this show because I have a million other businesses that I need to sell because. I'm never gonna work at J. Crew again. Yeah, that's why every time she gives them gifts, they're all with her monogram yeah. on it and her logo. And but yeah. I mean, I'm kind of—I know everyone dies for her. I don't. <laughs> I don't think she's all that interesting. Like she's okay. Like she's the way quirky, she talks, but like, and she's just like, well, um, yeah, I think that this is really quite amazing. I—it's not what I do, but I'm not her. Like it's just kind of. She's like, not a housewife. It's such a it's such a mixed match, and then I also <clears throat> I don't really like that Bryn and some of the women flirt with her all the time because she's the only she's the we've had lots of bi women yeah but she's like the first out lesbian we have Miami Julia oh she's not that memorable but and you know what Ariana what's her name Adriana she kind of does it with her too oh yeah I don't know for some reason it kind of bothers me <laughs> and it kind of like seems sort of. It's like the ultimate thirst. Yeah. Like you're not a lesbian. There's one lesbian here and you're so thirsty for attention that you're flirting with this woman that I'm sure wants nothing to do with you, whether she's single or married or not. Just because she's a lesbian. Doesn't mean she's automatically going to be all over you. Oh, I'm wifey. Do you want to look at my tit? Like, I don't know. That first, it really bothers me. Yeah, I got that. It's just, it's weird because you know they're not like not genuinely interested in like each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Salt Lake. Oof. The rumors. Yeah. Here's with, let's bring back husband. Let's talk about this. Do you know that, um, I mean, I saw a really funny meme comparing Meredith's family with her two, with Brooks and Chloe, is that her name? Yeah. And the husband, and comparing them to Schitt's Creek. Oh, I saw that, yeah. And I was like, so that good. is so true. And Whitney pointing out that they have rented a different house every, every year. Every season, yeah. And, yeah, some people like to rent and live in a nicer place than they could afford to buy. Yeah. And that's their prerogative. Yeah. And you're on a show like this and you're scrambling. But it's also Whitney's prerogative to point it out. Yeah. And I Do you think Meredith has fucked everyone in half of New York? I... I mean, not New York is a big city, <laughs> but I think there's probably been more than a couple guys. Yeah, and um, there was that. So the rumor was that it was that one guy that was seen on some oh, of the New York episode. Yeah. Not Red Scarf. Oh, not Red Scarf. No, it's another guy that sort of had like a kind of a larger build. Okay, and he was like a Ramona friend or something, and. Um, that was the rumor that that guy also did Jen Shaw and her. Oh, yes. and that's when Jen Shaw was eating her out at the steakhouse. Did you hear that rumor? 
Tell that rumor. That was a rumor on I think Reddit. I've heard it. Okay. And I think they made fun of it on the on the show at, at one of the reunions or something. But that they were they like hooked up and Who, then like, Meredith and Jen Shaw. Yeah. And that like Jen Shaw ate her out at like a steakhouse. That they were all there and then Jen Shaw crawled under the table and like was fooling around with her. And I'm like, maybe like they were joking. Maybe it was done in jest, but I think the story, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really believe that. No. I don't believe that any of these girls. I don't girls, think any of them have hooked up. I don't think, I think they're all too selfish and lazy yeah. to bother hooking up with yeah. anybody that's not on camera. Well, maybe the new girl, I think she's the one that I think would get down the most. This one? Yeah, Monica, is that her name? I mean, talk about the fact that, I mean, her story is super juicy, yeah. that she boned her brother-in-law yeah. and for 18 months and, is, and got kicked out of the church. The church stuff is interesting, yeah. the Mormon thing. I just saw a TikTok with this girl doing a TikTok while she's folding baby clothes and she's Mormon and she's like, I might. And she's like, I have no followers. And this really, and even this didn't have a lot of views, but somehow it popped up in my thing. And she goes, but I love this church and it really bothers me that Bravo showed a photo of the sacred underwear. She's like, I just don't know that they would make fun of anything else. That's like a sacred thing in other religions like that. Yeah. And then other people that were Mormon were like, shut up. I'm glad they're exposing it. Like, this is weird. And, you know, all that. I feel like I just thought it was kind of an interesting perspective because I was thinking about it. Like, you know, I was raised Catholic, though. I'm totally fine talking about all the things that are wrong with the Catholic Church and all that type of stuff. Um, You were raised Catholic, Mm -hmm. too? Yeah. So it's like, but there's still things that you and I probably take from it that are, are nice, you yeah. know, that keep us yeah, like moral or whatever, or we look forward to it or the smell of the, you know, benediction or yeah. whatever, you know, like there's things like that. But, um, and I think maybe because our religion has been so talked about and exposed and yeah. the negativity and there's so many movies about things that are yeah. effed up about it. Maybe that, maybe because there really hasn't been much about Mormonism in the media yeah. that, that people that are Mormon might feel like they're being, somehow attacked or something. Yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, there's interest in it and it's like you can't hide from these things, you know? Yeah. Like y- at some point it was going to come out or be exposed and like if anything, like at least it's highlighting the Mormon church and like I was, some people. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that Jack. I know. Her son who was the CEO of Great Wolf Hair Care or whatever it was called. I'm mad I never got on the PR list for that. <laughs> I was that on Reza's PR That he's list. doing the mission. I just hope once he does the mission that he also has some of those jars of, um, you know, hair gel yeah. and like can sell some. But I'm actually really surprised. And I think it's kind of interesting how um, how they would feel. Because it's like I remember like being a little kid and this nun coming to speak at our school. And she's like, when I decided I was going to be a nun, my parents were so upset. And as a little girl, I was like. Well, wouldn't that be the best thing you could do? Like, isn't that what all of our parents want us to do is to be a nun and a priest? And I remember I went home to my mom and I'm like, mom, would you, wouldn't you be happy if I became a nun? And she was like, no, (laughs) she was like, no, that means you never can get married or have kids. And I was like, oh, I thought that was the ultimate, like being the good Catholic. And so I think it's kind of like, of course, the mission is just two years and in some ways, I think whatever they do on that mission sometimes makes the best sales business people because they get so much rejection, Yeah, which is why so many Mormons are very successful in business, I think. And um, But I was sort of surprised the way we he was portrayed in the previous seasons. I'm very shocked that he would go do this versus going to college and being... I also saw a video of him bragging yeah. about how much money he had in his bank account. 
yeah. a TikTok where someone's like, how much money are you making out? And he's like, which one? Well, yeah. And it, I mean, it was a bit of a plot twist. I don't even think Lisa saw coming. No. That, I, I mean, and she, I know. And I don't think she totally loves it either, but she's trying to be well, no, like a good mom. How do you want mom. your son to go on the mission and you're over here, you know, hacking a tequila brand? Like, right. you know, that Mary Cosby thinks is going to kill people. Yeah. Which, and you don't get to go to a football game. Which, and, let's you know. be honest, it's not that readily available to kill that many people. It's only available on like Utah. You she has sent. It. She has sent it to me. Yeah, I have, but you can't buy if you're you know, a consumer. I have try, I, listen, I never really do shots, and I did try the different tequilas at the end of my shows when it was you know the eight one eight and um, Kathy. Yeah, and um, I still I'm like I know what good red wine is, and I know yeah. what good champagne and chardonnay is because. That I do have a palate for, but I don't have a palate for vodka or tequila. I really don't know. I have know. a palate for vodka. I don't have a palate for tequila. So I wouldn't know. Like, I guess I could tell a difference if it was, you know, the Azul shot or yeah. whatever. I don't know. But I'm not. So I, I think it's so weird that people do shots at all. Like, I'm like, I don't. Well, I feel like most people just do shots to get fucked up. They're not t- I guess, doing shots but that's for the why taste I feel. That's it. why I feel like it's. Unless weird you're Denise Richards and you want it, college, you want like, it neat, yeah. reposado neat, yeah. But I feel like past college, it's just weird for me to see all these like, you know, fifty year old mothers doing shots. Like yeah, I just Kathy Hilton wanting to do a bottoms up on Beverly Hills. Yeah, like I just I guess it was. Um, okay, so uh, what do we think? I just realized Mary's not in this photo, and well, this she's is not the latest full-time. photo. What do you think about them bringing back Mary? Listen, the, I think Mary's, Mary's great the cult TV. leader. Yeah, I think I think or Mary maybe not cult leader, church leader. I don't know what you want to call it, but yeah, she's great television. Yeah. She's hilarious. She's always going to be quirky and eccentric. Um, I don't know. I just I like personally. I like her. I think Twitter is it's a little weird that Twitter like will drag Ramona Singer, but like they praise Mary when I think they're both equally like terrible people. And like, I just, I think that the hypocrisy is kind of funny, but like she's a terrible human being and she probably does run a cold, but she's great television. I mean, I think that's what they needed. They were just like, we're losing Jen Shaw. We'll bring her back. She literally cares about nobody in the cast, um, hates her husband, kind of likes her son. And only care, and it's just a snob. That's yeah. her whole character. She's not mentioned the church at all. Yeah. She's not mentioning God at all. No. Like she's like the least religious <laughs> church leader I've ever seen. And um, but yeah, with her eyes and her weirdness, I I I, I would have brought her back too. Who cares? She is ruthless and toothless. She's vile to these women. Like the text messages that she sends to like Lisa Barlow or the way she talks to Whitney. Yeah. Calling Heather inbred. Like it's just like she has no loyalty to anybody. She's. Hardcore. But I think it's fun to watch. And now let's I finish agree. with OC. Um, what do you think should happen? I guess we have about, what, a couple episodes left before? Yeah. I know they shot the reunion. Um, I have said I think Heather does need to go to Beverly Hills or go away. I think I she think doesn't that would kill fit. OC. I, well, I don't know if they just get more kind of, like, sorry to say it, kind of tacky women. Nobody lives near the sea. No one's really wealthy. Yeah. But they're kind of fun and messy. So just stick with like messy, tacky people that yeah. don't know how to dress because their confessional looks are the worst <laughs> confessional looks I've seen of any franchise. Yeah. Um, or or we do like a younger version type of thing. Or what do you think we should do? 
I've given my opinion. You say what, what you should do. If you I were like, hired as an executive at I like this Bravo. cast. I would give it another go, especially okay. now with, you know, the DUI. I want to see, like, Shannon and Gina's dynamic continue to unfold. I mean, oh, without Heather, okay. without Heather, I feel like the show would really go sink into the gutter. Do you, you think know? when the news came out about the DUI, do you think the executives at Bravo turned up the music and did a dance, being that no one was hurt? Yeah. Okay. She didn't hurt anybody. She yeah. wasn't hurt. Do you think they did a dance or only the people at Shed Media or whoever does this show? Who does this show? Whatever. Or maybe just the production company did a dance. Who did a dance? I think the production company did a dance because they think this is going to like give it a little more, like give the show some legs. Thing. Yeah. Is she going to go sober? Is she going to not go sober? Is she going to try to defend it? Are they going to be bringing it up all the time? Yeah. Like, you know, what is it going to be? Especially since she had a really rough season this past season that like this is going to continue to this is like when Luann remember when Luann yeah. got arrested and then she came out with cabaret. I mean, Shannon now has a whole variety of options. She could do cabaret. She could do cabaret like she has options now. She could do stand up. Speaking of which, I'm sure you've seen Countess Luann's show. No, I haven't been to the Countess. How Luann's have you not been? <laughs> I know. Okay, because I was going to ask you to compare the two shows, though I think they're very different. Erica and hers. I feel like Luann's is more of like a variety show. It is, and it, but it's the same vibe of just like yeah. having fun with your friends and getting drunk and whatever. But hers is more, like I feel like Erica, you know, is more serious about the fact that because yeah. she did it before. And then Countess did it since, but she still is serious about it, but... I think she thinks it's more serious than it actually is. Yes. Like Luann thinks that like she's a cabaret star. And it's like yeah. people are showing up because they watch you on Housewives. Yes. And I mean, but she loves it and she yeah. you know, and she does and she does try hard. Yeah. So I think it's all good. Um, tell everybody where they can find more of you. Yeah, I host a podcast called No Filter with Zach Peter. It airs Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on all podcast platforms. You can also watch it on YouTube or watch it on Spotify. Um, I'm going to be doing a live taping of the show at the Bourbon Room, which is the last place I saw you. Awesome. November 19th. Great. So I'm going to be doing a Friendsgiving show. Oh, that's It'll a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Something fun for the holidays. Yes, that is awesome. And what's your Instagram? Did you uh, say it? Yeah, my personal Instagram is just plain Zach, and the show Instagram is No Filter with Zach. Awesome. Well, thank you so so much for coming out to the valley. I hope that you can go across the street and shop at Target or do whatever you have to do here. Is there a Lamps Plus nearby? Um, you know what there probably is? You know we have the best mall. Yeah. You know the Westfield Mall. Mm -hmm. We have the Topanga Social. Mm. We have, you can go to that Target. There's also Neiman's there. And Hermes is, I don't know if it's ready yet. But Gucci's there, Louboutin. Yeah, I mean, you might want to just take advantage. <laughs> Go to the village for lunch. Yeah. Enjoy the. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well. Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. 
answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.